lived to serve his lord. From his eyes shone the clearest light, a sign just for her that intimated she was indeed loved. Andrew told her, I heard in town of another encampment along the Halifax Road. I think I will ride out and make sure all is well. You said yesterday you wouldn't leave until after our noon meal. There are storm clouds gathering out back. I saw them through the bedroom window. I should go while the day is dry. I'll pack you provisions for the journey. But Andrew continued to hold her close and watch her with luminous gaze. What is it? she asked. I was praying earlier. Catherine nodded. This she knew. It was another of the many gifts that had come to them with the acceptance of Charles's funds. Andrew now had time for study and prayer each morning, something she was certain had done much to improve his health. And I had the strongest impression, Andrew continued, not words, mind you, but almost that powerful, and certainly as clear. The Lord spoke to you. So it seemed to me then, and now. A hand rose to gently stroke her cheek. I believe our daughters are well. They are fine. Catherine nodded in agreement for it was this reassurance that had made it possible for her to continue to live each day as normally as she did. And I think, said Andrew, looking straight into her eyes, that we shall be hearing from them very soon. Catherine felt her distress rise. But how? You hear the war news and the rumors more than I. Nothing is getting through the blockades. Nothing. It was no longer possible to ignore the war. The conflict had become woven into the fabric of their daily lives. The actual battles remained well to the south and west of them, yet war now touched every aspect of their world. The Halifax Harbor was jammed with ships, either joining the New York and Boston blockades or ferrying troops to the conflict in Quebec. Even when the roads had become impassable from vicious winds and lashing snow, Still, the news had managed to filter through, carried by desperate refugees, and almost all the news was of death and darkness. Andrew did not shush her so much as soothe away her words as he caressed her cheek. I cannot tell you how I feel these things, or why, but that is how it seems to me, that we shall be hearing from them both, and the news will be good, very good indeed. Catherine slipped out of her husband's grasp and turned to the work table. She didn't want to send Andrew off with tears. Let me see to your meal, she said briskly, managing to wipe her eyes while pretending to adjust her apron. I believe there is some of that good salt beef left along with biscuits from breakfast and the last of the dried apples. Nicole resisted the urge to crane out the carriage window yet again. There was nothing to be seen save more trees and another stretch of empty road. Why is it taking so long? she asked again, recognizing it was a childish query. She knew Gordon Goodwind would not respond. She spoke because she could no longer hold on to her impatience. After a sharp lurch, the carriage jarred to a halt. The horses in front whinnied a protest as they jangled their leads. The conveyance rested at an uncomfortable angle. Nicole watched Gordon lean out his window as the driver leaped down from his station. She knew the tidings before Gordon moved back in and the driver clambered up on the step to report. 
Looks like we're good and stuck this time, missus. What again? He's been dragging cannon from here, from the looks of things. The driver was an impossibly cheerful soul, someone Nicole would have loved to visit with under different circumstances. Either that, or plowing furrows down the lane. We'll have to unharness the horses and drag her out backwards, that's my guess. We might as well get out and have something to eat, Gordon offered. Nicole bit down hard on her tongue. There was nothing to be gained from expressing again her impatience. The men were doing the best job they could. That they had come this far at all was a miracle. More than that, a series of miracles had occurred, one after another, as though angels assisted and protected her at every step. Even so, the voyage from England had taken nearly five months. Had she known she would be forced to fight her way across the tides of conflict, Nicole doubted she would have had the fortitude to begin the journey at all.